So first off, for those that don't know, who is Andrew Mena? Um, I was born and raised in Kenya. Um, came here at the age of 21. Um, I've been working very, very hard throughout my life. Um, Marshfield became an opportunity place to invest. I actually grew up in Federal Hill, Providence, Rhode Island. Um, went to school at Johnson & Wells. Um, met um, one of the young lady and we have two children, um, 15 and 18 actually, just um, almost going back to college. Wow. So I have uh, pretty much a lot of history. Um, like I said, you know, growing up in, in Africa, mm -hmm. ending up here at a very young age, yeah. which is uh, remarkable of what I've actually been able to accomplish and just um, having an opportunity that actually America has given to me and just moving forward, working hard and just taking every opportunity and also just, you know, why I'm here in America is to work hard and just be an example of others. Cool. So airport pizza is not your first thing you've done. So talk about your career a little bit before that. My career first is um, just right after graduating college. I ended up um, working for, I we ended up working at a banking system. Um, I worked for Citizen Bank. That was uh, back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, I did teller, teller marketing. And just uh, right after that, I was fortunate to find a job at the oil industry. Mm -hmm. Did a lot of gas station, opened up some businesses mm -hmm. back in Providence. Um, and that was just the beginning of the hustle. So I had an opportunity to actually mingle with um, so many entrepreneurs, um, business people, and also just, um, um, just meeting so many friends and people that actually uh, I wanted to be an example of them and how they were able to achieve more cool. in so, business. Cool. So what made you decide to get into the pizza business? Pizza business, it's, um, it's kind of, I was just saying it happened. Okay. I never thought that I would actually be in any pizza business. Opportunity presented itself. Um, location right there in Marshville at the airport. Um, while I was working for an organization called Rotary Responsibility, mm -hmm. I'll hang out for so long, I'll hang out pretty much, you know, just getting pizza, getting lunches and all everything else. At that time, there was a gentleman named Manny that actually mm -hmm. owned the restaurant. So um, I'll eat a lot over there. Um, I love the pizza and everything else. And the rest is history. As they always say, they always say that, um, you know, you hang around um, like barbershop for too long, you know, you're gonna get a haircut. Mm -hmm. So, and and that's what happened. So I kept on eating, and then um, it just happened that an opportunity. Um, I believe he had um, um, closed that business and opened another one. He wanted to expand. That was a vacant, and then I ended up talking to him. I saw um, a sign that it was actually for sale, and I did an inquiry, and um, I thought I'll just challenge myself, and I ended up. Um, getting in contact and um, I said, you know, how does pizza business operate? Um, and it just happened. Just, I just fumble um, and the rest is just history. How long ago was this? This was three years ago. Wow. 
Awesome. Now, so, for those that don't know Airport Pizza, tell us about the business. You know, you know when it started, what you offer, staffing, things of that nature. Okay, so um, I'll say um, what we offer is uh, fresh um, items. Um, everything that we actually have it on the menu is cooked fresh, mm-hmm. except you know things like French fries, of course, those are all yeah. frozen, frozen food. Um, but we offer everything has to be. Uh, fresh items. So when you order, it takes a little bit of a while, but it's worth it. Uh, mm-hmm. Just that um, the um, the quality of our food is actually high enough that when you're patient, you know you're going to enjoy. Okay. Um, what about staffing? How many how many employees? Uh, do you so have? I have an employees. Is I have six staffing um, at the moment. Um, one one of the best actually. I have one really good cook. I don't have a lot of turnover, and probably this is, um, I'll say, just just the le- leadership of what I have. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to um, I'm able to work. It's a very intense job. Uh, restaurant um, industry is very very. It's one of those. Um, it's it's work, mm-hmm. um, and it's stressful at times. Um, you think it's just selling pizza selling certain things but it's just um it's very you know you have to be more creative you have to get along and just have that team mm-hmm. that actually um everything that we sell it's about customer service um everything that we prep just have to actually just that to have that value um and i was fortunate to have um six staff one of them is a driver, but can cook. Yeah. I have a, one of the best cook, actually, like I keep saying that, and um, knows how to put things together. He does things from his own heart. And just that I'm able to work with him, um, it made me to retain um, employees. Awesome. So where did, the, where did the name come from? Again, you know, um, I'll say from customers. Okay. So airport actually existed many years ago. I didn't know about this. I just, um, I remember when it was St. Toros, then I believe right. the name changed into to Manny. Yeah. And um, I kind of, when I got the restaurant, I was just running it. I think uh, we had it as Manny's Pizzeria. Although Manny had his own restaurant actually down the street, um, most of the customers just knew that was Manny. So what happened is... Um, um, our first day when we just opened, three months just down the line, mm-hmm. uh, orders kept on going to separate places. So they would call me from the other restaurant, mm-hmm. which was uh, Manny, and they would call and they would say, do you have my order? And I would say, no. And then at the same time, customers would show up and they would say, um, I'm here to pick up my order. And we'll look <laughs> at it and it will say, it's not. So right away we'll be having a conversation just like how I'm having a conversation with you at the yeah. moment, and positive, getting to know the customers, and all of a sudden you can imagine, all of a sudden the customers say, "All right, it's time for me to go. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You know, where's my food?" And you look around, that food is not there. It's at Manny's. Customers, you know, it was several customers. So one of the customers approached me and he said, "You know, said Andrew, I really like your food. <laughs> I like you guys, how you guys do. How about you are at the airport?" The location yeah. is at the airport. Why don't you just put this name at the airport? Customers comes over. If they have any concern, you know, they saw the sign. You are yeah. the airport. You order from airport. 
um, it's just right away I thought about it and um, it just kind of dull in my mind and I said um, I have to change just for the better so no matter how much I try to advertise and call it Manny's uh, Manny's Pizzeria it wasn't working once I changed as airports um, I didn't have a single complaint customers started really getting to know us I was knowing the customers and it just developed and everything fell to what it's supposed to be and and customers actually started talking about the history of airports pizza back in the days I guess there was a bowling alley uh, they had sandwiches um, there was just there's so much history wow. they love uh, simple items things like chicken salad um, wraps you know just taking to the beach so it brought that um, it brought that just memories with the customers and myself just being educated, just getting to know this Marshfield history and the places where we conduct the business. And that was one of the greatest things that happened. Yeah, Marshfield's full of history. And, and for those who don't, you're located literally down the street from the airport. That's and correct. you're probably like maybe five minutes, if that, from like Wrexham Beach and mm -hmm. you know a few other beaches. So there is that kind of area for sure. So right. is there a target market for you? Uh, the target market where we're just looking is um, just I'm um, hoping to expand, but at the same time just having just catering to Marshfield resident. Right. Part of it is um, why I say that is the majority of my customers are actually just next door. Right. Um, um, Marshfield High School, just right here. This is mm -hmm. just a perfect location. So this is the bigger target. Um, I believe, you know, with the food industry, no matter how much I try to expand, I think it will be just be more chaotic because of um, Marshfield itself um, is a smaller, but actually it's bigger now. I actually started, um, mm -hmm. since I started working in Marshfield, I noticed the trend of the age when I first, um, you know, just working in Marshfield, there was just like younger, you know, not younger generation, but older generation. But mm -hmm. at the moment you have younger kids, Marshfield High School is really expanding. Right. And at that moment, you know, families are also expanding. So why not that I can just invest and just make sure that, you know, just do the right thing, do the good quality of food and just attract just the market, um, just Marshfield alone um, and not to just kind of grow too big and then it just doesn't go well. Yeah. So I've never worked in the food industry, but there's some things that I was wondering about that maybe you can answer. So mm -hmm. how do you figure out what to put on the menu? And, and, and again, you know, because myself, you know, um, restaurant industry was not my professionally, yeah. but I got to actually learn if you, you know, just hang around for a while and just get to just listen to the customers. Them themselves, they are the one that they own the, um, the menu. So what I did, you know, a um, um, few years ago is that when we first opened, I had this gigantic um, a menu. We yeah. had uh, almost like a four screen TV. We had, I had everything, you know, I compiled these menus from several locations, different people, and I was just trying to just put it out there. You try to throw it out there so that everyone can grab, you know, these other people that they like salad, um, other people like steak tip, you know, and all that kind of um, food item. So I did it and then took a data in about seven months. Uh, I compiled the data and I saw that what was, you know, what Marshfield wanted, you know, and, and I came up with that um, um, 
just like that history of what they usually order, um, you know, on a daily basis from from families, from catering, from construction workers, mm. and and everyone else, and that's when you know I find out that this is the top seller. Yeah. Um, this one, you know, they don't really care about it, and this is mm-hmm. what you can actually just cater, right. and most people will just buy. Hmm. That, that's that's great, kind of mm-hmm. like just pulling, like you have data to work from essentially. Right. So looking at that data, what's the biggest selling item? What's what's the most popular item? At the moment, I will say that I'm actually selling pretty much a lot of things. Um, let me speak on a particular about Marshfield. So Marshfield yeah. loves um, Greek salad. Really? Anything you put salad, that's the number one top. Grilled chicken salad. And um, Caesar salad. Um, chicken fingers, and one of my most also is buffalo fingers, nice. which we do our own sauce, and it seems to be they. Marshfield is a little bit picky, so you have to actually make sure that every item that you put, you have to have it at the top, whereby um, it has to be fresh. They don't like frozen stuff, and and um, most of our fingers and buffalo chicken fingers actually is that it's all breaded, we cook it right there, everything wow. is fresh, and it seemed to be, we captured the basically families, and, mm. and um, those are one of our top main uh, pizza, the same thing, um, I'll say Greek pizza. Really? Uh, pepperoni pizza, all pizzas. Um, okay. uh, most of everything that I have in our menu, but the top one, I'll say salad is what Marshfield likes, they like wraps, um, and pretty mm. much, just a condenser of any fresh, anything that it's fresh. Is there an item that you've sold a lot of that surprised you? Like, do you have you, has there been something you're like, I didn't expect to, this to be that popular or sell a lot of? Right. I'll say my most popular right now is, um, I'll say, um, like margarita pizza. I okay. never thought. I sell about five t- to, um, probably about 15 even in a day. Wow. Um, I actually realized that in Marshfield, they like fresh brazil. Mm-hmm. They love the fresh mozzarella and basically fresh tomato, anything else. And then also like um, one of the food items that actually I saw that it actually spiked last week was um, grilled chicken Caesar uh, pizza, hmm. which, is, um, which just kind of got me to be surprised. Um, and others. What about on the flip side? Is there some that you're that you're like going into it? You're like, this is going to be super popular. Then no one orders it. So initially, when I first opened, I wanted a model like um, I'm not sure if you have at uh, Chipotle before. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted actually to just do just a quick. I wanted to separate myself from everyone else. Okay. Um, that the business was different. And what we started doing is I wanted to do like burritos. I, I was actually uh, offering so many items. And then I noticed that Marshfield didn't really care about most of like the Spanish food, hmm. like the burritos. Um, I was offering burrito, burrito balls, whereby you, when you come into the restaurant, you're able to say, which I still have it. I kind of retain that one. Is yeah. that I wanted some, a customer just to say, hey, can you give me um, grilled chicken, black beans, peppers, onions, and just mm-hmm. kind of just put it together almost just in a plate and yeah. have it. And that actually was not bad because, you know, they bought. But I was a little bit surprised that when I put in the burritos, yeah. 
it wasn't. It was just like one or two, but also became like they loved it for those that loved the burritos. Yeah. They bought the burritos, right. but it was almost like lacking behind. But also I was surprised that, you know, because it actually took time for me because when you're preparing the burritos and we wanted everything fresh, right. you wanted that, um, like the grilled chicken, everything to be fresh. Mm -hmm. um, you have to prep in the morning um, for, for beans and all that yeah. stuff. And it was kind of like once it's a five o'clock and you have that rundown, it's very, very busy. It's harder to put it together, the yeah. burrito, versus you're trying to cater for the grilled chicken and yeah. salad. And it takes a little hmm. bit of time. So, hmm. um, so I'll say that was a little bit um, disappointing, but it's okay. You know, like I said, yeah. it's Marshfield menu. So I would have to go with what they're Cater buying. To them. Correct. Yeah. Is it, what's your personal favorite? What's, um, what's your go-to? Myself, you know, just uh, like I was just telling you, you know, being an immigrant myself and just coming in here at the younger age, myself right now, I think I'm more of Americanized. Yeah. So I am more of that, like chicken fingers and fries, I'm more <laughs> basic. And, and I just love just simple stuff. I'm more of um, fast food. You know, you, you put French fries or you know, <laughs> cheeseburger. So I'll say that that's most of um, my um, my to go. But um, getting introduced to certain food items, and I think just being in Marshfield, you know, you work at a restaurant for so long, you don't crave that. You have somebody else yeah. that coming in saying, right. you know, the food is really great, and that's what you're serving. But for you, hmm. you know, you're kind of used to that smell for so long. Yeah, I yeah. can imagine. Mm -hmm. So. Use a lot of locally local so, locally sourced stuff. Why is it so important to you to do that? It's important because you're also supporting the local. Um, mm -hmm. Most of my um, my items, uh, groceries and um, other things, you know, I get them from Haymarket. Mm -hmm. um, most of our ingredients, like for example, you know, the pizza, I use fresh basil and also fresh tomatoes and some other items that we put it together so that it tastes much better. Um, I'll, I'll say it's very important because, you know, we're getting locally, but at the same time, we're supporting um, local businesses and trying to work together. Um, is there a busier time for you? Is there like, hey, like these months are really busy or these days are really busy for us? Busier months is usually summer. Yeah, that's the best part. Um, coming up to uh, winter season, it seems to be, you know, it's a little bit down because you don't have that traffic. Mm -hmm. You don't also enjoy that tourists and also people right. going to the beach so you don't grab that but in a real sense to me i'll say i don't really have um the downtime okay. seems to be i cater to the same same customers it's up you know bump uh during the summer and we right. get that bonus i think all of us that we're in business in marshfield right. we all enjoy yeah but in the case of myself you know i'll say my customers that show up every single day the people that i've got to know i've built up the history they like my food they like what we offer they show up every single time if they didn't order today i'm going to see them thursday and probably friday on a busier night or even saturday so they always try mm -hmm. to support us and um and i think that's something that it comes with a blessing for myself and 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 i take that that i'm very very thankful that it's not only that i rely on summer but i rely on um, same customers and also just uh, repeat customers. Mm. Okay. So what's that one thing about the food industry that people don't realize? It's one of the most intense. Okay. I'll say just working in a restaurant alone, 
you have to have patience. You have to serve good food, which is again, you know, you have to be, you have to sell the top item. You have to have the best quality. One thing that I've realized just being in business for these few years, mm -hmm. three years ago, is that um, food business is never personal. So if you like a certain restaurant and they offer good food, you're going to pay the value of that, what that commodity is. Mm -hmm. um, and if you see that customer, they might like you as a person, but if you're not doing your best, the best job as a business, they're not coming back. Mm -hmm. But if you offer good food, you will see that the customer keep coming. And it's very, very intense. You have to have patience. For example, I'll say Friday nights, my busiest nights, because Marshville is almost like trained to actually take orders from five o'clock to eight o'clock. <laughs> and um, it seems to be no matter how much, you know, they know you're busy, they're all calling at the same time. That sounds, and that's, I, I, I believe that for sure. <laughs> and ending at the same time. So when that pressure comes over, that um, when you take orders um, and you try to tell the customer 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and you realize those phone calls, about 20, 30 phone calls comes over at the same time, then they show up right away, all of them at the same time, lining up, and now you got that pressure. Now the person picking up the phone, um, you know, you panic. They cook over there, you know, because you have customers say, hey, I order this. So you have to almost like entertain them, but at the same time, you know, it's just too much because food is never personal. You want to do the best as you could. You want to, you know, you can make a mistake, but you don't want to keep making a mistake. You want, you know, customers to be happy and you don't want to be known as that location yeah. that when you put in an order, something is going to go wrong, however how much the food is great. Mm -hmm. So it's a very, very tough in the, uh, industry. There's a lot of back end that goes, <coughs> um, yeah, that goes behind it, you know, that back end that um, mm -hmm. you, you know, people don't realize that just the staffing alone, that whether the business is busy or not, you have to pay. Uh, you have right. um, pizza machine, electric, everything else running at the same time, whether mm -hmm. the customer comes in or not, you still have to pay those utilities, yeah. um, uh, water. You're also you know, subjected to making sure that you're paying the taxes, um, everything else. There's just yeah. so much things. And then leave alone, just the customers itself, just mm -hmm. having that, um, that you have to give that attention to the customer. Um, you know, so there's just mm -hmm. so much things that goes along with it. It's, it's work. You know, it's yeah. never just easy, and um, right. you know, it takes, it takes a lot of um, gratitude and and also just patience, and also just to be thankful to to just the customers and the people that you work for. So, Marshall, there's a few you know businesses as similar to yours. What mm -hmm. separates you from everyone else? Myself, I'll say, customer service. Okay. And I keep talking about just having that, um, just being thankful to everything. Um, it separate me because of, um, I like to talk to my customers. Yeah. The food that I, off, uh, that I offer is actually the best quality. When I place in an order uh, through a couple of our vendors, I do not ask my vendors that I want the cheapest item. I say, give me the best. 
because Marshfield is buying the best. Mm -hmm. If you're going to give me a steak tips, if I'm ordering, I'm going to order the best steak tips. Mm -hmm. um, if I was ordering um, a dressing, let me say uh, Caesar dressing, yeah. I'm going to order the creamy Caesar cans, which is the best. And that's okay. my top. So I am not sure what other people do, but I can speak for myself is that our quality is the best um, because that's what I offer. Uh, my customers will speak for itself, for, for you know, the business itself. Mm -hmm. And I never try to compromise the quality mm -hmm. of our food. So what does the next 6 to 12 months look like business-wise? I'm just hoping that everything just hopefully remains the same. Okay. Um, the food industry is actually very challenging. You know, you wake yeah. up not knowing um, certain prices. Things that you bought it yesterday is actually different from right. what it will be offered tomorrow. Um, things like even salad, I was just surprised that just the iceberg, just a few uh, weeks ago, you're buying one iceberg lettuce for $4. So how much can you actually sell it to, to the customer? Right. And again, you know, it comes back to that quality. And you don't want to, you know, it's tough already just to adjusting that menu itself, um, whereby you have to keep changing the prices. So I'm hoping that things will get better. Um, it seems to be we are heading to that recession, you know, but I'm just yeah. hoping that, you know, uh, things will just get better and just just hang in there and, you know, hopefully things will work out. So, us. yeah, so business is all about partners. Who are the best partners for you? I'll say my co-workers. Okay. Somebody that, the, those, um, uh, my cooks, uh, the person that answers the phone. Um, one of my biggest partner also, you know, um, from Haymarket that actually provide me with, um, with everything that I needed. Um, I have, uh, one of the partners, they, um, they call, um, Costa's provision. Mm -hmm. I actually, it's a lodger around South shore. So, um, they provide me with, um, everything else, uh, chambers of commerce. I will say also as part, one of my partner, they've actually embraced and actually helped me out to actually expand the business and awesome. um, they've been very, very supportive, especially I would say uh, Laurie and Lara, they've been yeah. very, um, they are actually one of my, I will have to say why I'm successful is just for them just having that little exposure that um, I am actually grateful mm -hmm. on that. Yeah, we, we've done a lot with Lara and Laurie over there. There's actually, they, they collaborate with us on those podcasts and they're mm -hmm. fantastic. So. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're preaching to the choir yeah, they, on that. They are sure. great. They are great, humbling um, people probably. Um, sure. you know, they don't seek anything for for them to get paid or anything, but mm -hmm. just them just surprising and say, you know, Andrew, I think you should do this, or what would mm -hmm. you like to do this? Um, things yeah. of that nature. And I'm so grateful to, to have uh, Chambers of Commerce yeah. helping me to actually expand. Hmm. So... On the home stretch here. So what's the best piece of advice you've been given from a business perspective? I would say never compromise okay. the um, quality of, of food. Um, you know, treating everybody as the same. You know, I, I'm a people person. So that kind of falls back on that is that just, just treating everyone just the same as the way how you want to be treated. And um, even in business, you know, uh, we all thrive to be successful, mm -hmm. but 
I always have to, I always say, you know, you can never make too much money and you can never make too much money. Because right. at the same time, you know, at the end, you know, we don't take this, you know, our, uh, you're not going to take all your um, profits or anything else with you. So you have to humble yourself mm -hmm. and just never compromise the um, quality of anything that you do. So I want to shift gears a little bit here. Uh, an organization that we've worked with that's near and dear to us here at MCM is Road to Responsibility. Um, you were featured in their 2022 gala video with a gentleman named Ben. Talk mm -hmm. about that. Mm -hmm. um, that that was very, very interesting. I was actually surprised, <laughs> if I have to say. So I've been with Road to Responsibility uh, going to 14 years right wow. now. I am, you know, just talking even about this. It's not even about myself, just yeah. talking about the business because the business aspect of what I do is completely different. But I am thankful to have worked for Rotor Responsibility. Yeah. Um, I began working for Rotor Responsibility in 2007. Um, I commuted actually all the way, every single day. Um, I worked tirelessly, so I commuted every single day growing in Rhode Island, and I would drive every single day. Wow. I loved the job. I never, so at any point, you know, it never felt like work for me. You know, yeah. just driving every single day for an hour. And I loved what I actually, you know, just doing. So working for Road to Responsibility became a part of my, I'll just say, I became part of the family. Yeah. And, um, you know, at some point I met another family um, that they were actually struggling with their son. Mm -hmm. They wanted their son to actually find a home and just kind of get an idea of basic skills. At that time, because myself, I had worked for Roads Responsibility mm -hmm. for years, I had those perfect skills yeah. that I have that actually, um, I have a great team, same as just the pizza, mm -hmm. but also I have like, if it's not the best, it's actually the best. And, um, you know, we help out this gentleman, his name is Ben, mm -hmm. um, moved from Hingham, um, to actually Marshfield just to get a residential. And um, I worked with him. And one thing that we noticed was just that he he just wanted to be happy again. Mm -hmm. And part of it was just those little things, like getting him, um, you know, just for people to appreciate him, whether it was the staffing, just right. getting to uh, teach him basic skills, like um, waking up in the morning and going to work, yeah. um, being able to sit down and just have a normal conversation with everyone else. And things worked out for the best because also the family yeah. were more cooperative with us, with Road to Responsibility. Right. They wanted the best for their son. So we all worked together and things fall in this place. Um, I was actually surprised because um, I wanted, it's my team. Yeah. Of course, you know, myself as a leader, um, I play an important role, mm -hmm. but the family played an important role and even himself. He yeah. improved in about a year. Things changed with him. Um, it's one of those things that um, it made me cringe. And <laughs> and when I, I I walked in, I was just going for a gala. That was my first time. I've never <laughs> been in a gala. Um, there was just uh, so many history, so many people, so many yeah. things that you can grasp. Those knowledge, just listening mm -hmm. to um, just everyone else talking and then all of a sudden they showed the video that we had worked on it and um, it was it was one of the best uh, things you know I encourage everyone to 
to um, you know to keep an eye and just watch the video, yeah. uh, support Road to Responsibility as a nonprofit organization, and um, and things has worked out. So when I talk about you know Ben, I take that as um, mm-hmm. something that we all um, we all look forward. You know, we're mm-hmm. all human, and we just want that just that little thing. Yeah. You know, I can imagine myself. Um, having that family that um, when they were giving their son right. to a place that you have no idea mm-hmm. and saying um, I mean and Ben actually just moving in with us yeah. was um, and teaching him that basic skills and the family just watching you know because at that yeah. time they were saying you know they were having a hard time they said you know just their relationship was right. just in shamble mm-hmm. um, just they didn't know what to do and road to responsibility just k- kind of came up on a rescue they heard about it and it's the best organization to it work is. for mm-hmm. when in terms of putting in the staffing the trainings that we are offered um, the leadership of um, dr chris white yeah. himself that he basically knows everyone mm-hmm. um, mr rich holbert which is our, our yeah. avp who's been on a behavioral for so long just having those guide um, that I didn't need the education in order to do that job, but all I needed to do was just the training and just right. to listen to um, whether it's a psychiatrist or listen to their therapist, get the knowledge from the doctors when you take them, mm-hmm. all that stuff. You know, you just consume all everything and things has worked out for the best. Yeah. So I, when you ask me about road to responsibility, I cannot get enough talking about it. I can go on and on about it, but... <laughs> It's, that, it's been... That's totally fine because we, we've, wor- <laughs> we've worked them for about 15 years and we love them. Yeah, so yeah. it's been, it's, it's, one of, uh, it's one of the best. You know, they, we always, you know, there's a word that we say, you know, road to responsibility makes lives better. Yeah. But also it makes lives better for us as a staffing too, hmm. the people that we work for. Awesome. Um, just the longevity of the staffing, why we all love to work for road to responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, different cultures, different background, yeah. different people, ethnic background, and and we mm-hmm. are so together that um, that you know it amazes mm-hmm. how um, um, how just that organization worked. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's huge. So jumping around a little bit. So if you were to jump in the time machine to the start of your career, what would you tell yourself? I would say. I don't know if I could change anything that I'm doing right now, okay. but probably I could have even worked more harder than what I've already um, I'm doing. Um, j- just alone, that myself just coming to America and, and just that humble, that opportunity that America has given it to yeah. me, you know, I wouldn't do anything different, but just to make sure that um, um, I become you know, a honorable citizen, just make sure to help others, treat other people the same way how they treated me. Um, embrace those, um, um, the, the, the culture of American system whereby if you work hard enough, you know, you're going to be okay. Um, I wouldn't change anything else, you know, like I keep saying, you know, there's so much mm-hmm. um, other people who are not fortunate like myself. Right. And me, myself, just taking that nudge just a little bit that, you know, um, it, just kind of just learning and having that process that, you know, just being an American and, and having that opportunity of 
proving myself uh, that I can be a better person and I can make an example of other people. I don't think I will change anything else. I will just keep going, keep learning, and hopefully at some day, you know, someone will look at me and say, you know, I would like to do exactly what Andrew did and become a perfect example for, for others. And last but not least, but for those that want to know more, know more about you or Airport Pizza, where can they go? Um, 1249 Street. we're just located right at the airport. Mm -hmm. um, you can check our menu at uh, airportpizzeria.com. Also, we partner with uh, Slice Pizza. You can order from them. And um, they're actually one of the really great partners because, you know, they, order, they offer mm. the, um, you know, reward system, you know, whereby, yeah. you know, you buy five, five items consecutive, you know, they give you that free pizza, which is everyone likes. And, um, and that's just pretty much so. Great. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm very humble and I appreciate it. And thank you that for taking your time for this interview. Yeah.